Come on. And that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Welcome to the 666th episode of the Money Savage Podcast. A lot of people out there probably steer away from, try to avoid the number 666, much in the way that people try to avoid placing a number 13, a 13th floor in a building, or whatever it might be. Not us, no. We steer directly into it. And the spirit of number 666, which I think that we all commonly know is the the number, the sign of, of, of the devil, the beast, Mephistopheles, all of those names, I probably should have come up with a more exhaustive list. You get the idea. I thought, well, what are some of the most, just just the worst things in the world right now? Some of the worst stuff going on. What jumps to mind for probably everybody, COVID-19, number one. Um, the murder of George Floyd, potentially number two. All the civil unrest, the racial tensions in the United States which hopefully over the long term will all prove to be incredibly positive as hopefully it brings us closer together as Americans and as as human beings, as earthlings, brings everybody closer together. You can think about things like murder hornets, who we seem to have dodged the bullet on murder hornets, but wait till tomorrow. Um, and there's a lot of awful things. I think social media is, is pretty awful. Um, but I think really what comes to mind, if I had to point my finger and say, this is the worst thing, the fifth estate, the news media, you are the worst, the worst thing in the United States, certainly, but probably all over the world. You do more to sow divisiveness than you do to bring people together. I think if you were just capable of bringing straightforward information to people, like you used to, we'd be way better off. But instead, divisive, maddening. So, shame on you, news media. And for episode 666, you are the worst. All right. So, if the devil were the CEO of a company today, what would that company be? And if you were thinking back to that whole news media thing, you might currently think that the devil is the CEO of one of those companies, depending on what side of the aisle or what side of a, what kind of political affiliation or um, whatever your perspective on that might be. Did a little bit of research. I Googled or binged or whatever, worst companies in America. And it came up with a pretty good list from, uh, from 247wallstreet.com, America's most hated companies. And a couple of my favorites were on there, and I'll let you know which ones they are. But here's what they came back with. Number one was Facebook. Fair. Number two, WeWork. Yeah. Number three, Pacific Gas and Electric. 
Purdue Pharmaceuticals, Boeing, Frontier Communication. The Houston Astros cheated at the whole World Series thing. Um, Wells Fargo. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Hmm. And then Jewel, the wonderful folks who are bringing us the 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 freaking vape things and then making them in so many delicious flavors as if we did not need as if the technology of smoking or vaping wasn't good enough on its own to hook 14, 15 year olds and 16 year olds. We need to make them freaking bubblegum flavor or flavors that I'm not even aware of. So. Shame on you, worst companies in America. And is it again possible that the devil could be the CEO of one of those companies or even all of them? It's possible. It's not impossible. Not impossible. And then I thought, what if the devil designed something to really screw us up? What would that be? Let's take a second and think about that. Devil designed something to really screw us up. Imagine that conversation between God and the devil back with Faust. They're having the conversation. They were trying to corrupt the uncorruptible person. What would, what tool, what would the devil use to screw up everybody today? And I think, um, I think that the answer to that question is credit. Really specifically credit cards, but all different kinds of credit. So let that wash over you. Do you think credit's a good thing or a bad thing? Am I just way too far out over my skis saying it's the worst thing? That out of everything that I could have chosen, I chose credit? I understand this is a personal financial podcast. So it's probably worse things than credit out there. But in terms of us, in terms of modern living today, is credit serving you? Is it making your life better or is it doing the exact opposite? A story that I'm really fond of talking about, and I've probably talked about it a bunch of times here on the show. There was a a great man named Chief Seattle. And Chief Seattle was the chief of Native American tribe in what is obviously, well, I guess it's not obvious, the Pacific Northwest in the area that, that today is Seattle. And, um, during his time, the, um, what's, what's the right term? (laughs) What is the right term? The, uh, the non-Native Americans, the white people came to chief, chief Seattle and said, Hey, we, we would like to purchase your land from you or a portion of your land from you. And he, he came back with this amazing, amazing statement that talked about, what will we do when signs of, 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 of human beings, signs of man, are all across our lands? It will spoil the natural beauty. It will fundamentally change um, the face of, of the earth. And he was certainly right because it, it has done that and it did do that. But what he, uh, the, 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 the phrase that always really resonated with me was, that's the day that you stop living and you start surviving. And that's what credit is. Once you go into debt, you become indebted. That is the day that you stop living and you start surviving. You start working for money. 
service the debt that you've taken on. And there's no worse example of this than looking at student loans and student loan debt. The credit, the credit that we've extended to young people and allowed them to go into debt tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for an education. Just imagine you're a kid, you live to play and have fun and pursue your, 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 what you're most excited about. And you do that from age zero to 18, give or take. And then all of a sudden, in order to play the game that we've set up, you say, okay, great, now it's time to go to college, a time that should be a super fun and invigorating time. In order to do that, you've got to, or you can, take on all this debt. So you go from being a kid to four years later, you've got you know 500 bucks a month or $1,000 a month debt that you have to service. In order to do that, you need to go get a car so you can drive to a job. So you got to take out a car loan so you have more debt. And then if you're lucky, then you get to save up and take out a home loan. And if you're lucky, then your home appreciates. And then you can take more money out to buy more crap, chase the American dream, a form of credit. And it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And this is all too familiar a story I know that you're familiar with. Just wanted to paint that picture and to reframe it a little bit. That's the time we stopped living and we started surviving. And that's what debt is. That's what credit is. That's really what credit is. So for you, is credit getting you closer to the life that you truly want or is it pulling you further away from the life that you truly want? And this is a, you know, the the whole thing. This is live how you want. It's not live how I thought that I wanted to live. It's not live how society tells me I'm supposed to be living. It's not live how my parents want me to live or live how uh, my neighbors are living or live how my buddy that I went to college with is living and I want to emulate that or I think that I need to do that in order to keep up. This is live how you want. Live how you want. And in your mission on your path to that life is credit serving you or is it doing the opposite? I don't know the answer to that question. It really used to be, used to be that we could run out of money, right? Used to be that when I ran out of money, I didn't have any more money. So I was broke. So I didn't go out. I didn't go buy things, whatever. Credit essentially made running out of money impossible for, 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 for many, many, many of us. It has it made it impossible for you. So credit, good thing, bad thing. I think that going and doing that good old fashioned Ben Franklin, where you list pros and cons out on a piece of paper, a little, little T-chart, good pros, cons to credit. So fundamentally, there's three different kinds of credit, right? There's revolving credit, which is traditional credit cards that we're familiar with that we abuse horribly as Americans. There's installment credit, and then there's open credit. Installment credit, this is uh, where, this is this is a home loan. This is a car loan, right? 
Um, and there's open credit, which your utilities are a form of, of open credit where the utility company will extend you power over the month in advance and then you pay them afterwards. So that's how that works. Um, so think about it. Let's just think about the good potentially. And these are all, I mean, it's not good or bad. This isn't right or wrong. These are good or bad. I'm just asking for you to think about if it's good or bad for you, if it's a pro or a con. Is a home loan a good thing or a bad thing? For me, I put this on the good category, um, but it doesn't necessarily need to be. A business loan, like a small business administrative loan, then yeah, I don't know the numbers on on how those actually shake out, but that seems like a pretty good thing. Credit being used for good instead of evil. Um, and a potential a business line of credit that allows people to make payroll and to grow their business. I see those as, as constructive and positive uses of credit potentially. Now let's get to the bad. Student loans, awful. A burden, a debt burden we've inflicted upon young people. And I guess you could say let me, let me add to my list of awful things. Higher education. Yep, you're on the list. How you've inflated and increased tuition costs and taken advantage of the availability of credit. Shame on you. Same as the news media. Credit cards. Obviously a bad thing. If you're a point person and you pay your credit cards off every month, awesome. Then you're using... The power of credit for good instead of evil. Too many of us are not. Personal loans. Payday loans. Some of the worst things in the world. Totally throw that up with social media, the news media, and higher education. Payday loans. Ugh. Awful. Awful. Predatory uses of credit. And any and, and kind of store credit. You know. Let you make a determination on that. So for me, going back to this, I do believe, I really do believe that uh, that credit is one of the worst things um, that's been inflicted upon us as a culture. Maybe I haven't thought it all the way through. But I feel like I've made my case. <laughs> so hopefully that uh, that gets you thinking a little bit. I hope that it does. Um, and food for thought on all of it. I think that there is certainly a percentage of the population, a percentage of us Americans who are able to responsibly use credit consistently. And if you are, well, then that's great. But I also know that there's a massive amount of people out there who are not and who credit is is pushing them farther away from the life that they want versus bringing them closer to it. And, and certainly young people, college-aged people, people in their 20s, um, I do not think that they are getting closer to where they want to go via credit. So if you are a parent, if you've got kids, be the grown-up, be the adult in the room, and help coach them through the process of whether or not it makes sense for them to take out student loans or not. There are a lot of resources for that. Since I shared with you the Chief Seattle story, which is one of my favorites, I wanted to close with another one of my favorites. Back a long time ago, 
Hernando Cortez showed up on the shores of the Yucatan Peninsula. And his goal was to steal the vast treasures of gold from the Mayan people. He'd heard stories, legends, and lore about golden cities and more treasure than he could possibly imagine. And for centuries, hundreds, thousands of men and women, probably just men back then, had attempted to come and steal that treasure from the Mayans. All unsuccessful. So here's Cortez. He shows up, 100 men, 15 ships, something like that. And those men swiftly brought about the conquering of the Mayans. How? How was he able to do that? The story goes as such. As Cortez, as they were about to go into battle, he gathered his men up for one final talk and uttered the words that forever changed the course of history. Burn the ships, he said. Burn the ships. First, his men said, what? What are you, crazy? How are we going to get out of here? Cortez said, if we are to return, if we were to go back, we will be going back in their ships. And with that, they burned their ships, getting rid of any potential escape route, putting them on death ground, knowing that the only option for them was victory. And victory they achieved. They were able to, again, swiftly bring about the uh, conquering of the Mayans, something that, that nobody had been able to do for, for centuries. So this is not a commentary on whether or not Cortez was a good guy or a bad guy. I'm sure he was a terrible human being, probably close to the whole devil thing. What this is, it's a story of commitment. Is credit getting you closer to the life that you want or would living debt-free would that be the lifestyle that would truly bring you closer to living the life that you want? And I think that the answer is yes, that it would be. I think that the answer of living debt-free, not using credit, would in fact get you closer to the life that you want, being a happier person. So think about it. And remember, the only way to live how you want is to know how you want to live.